Yes, today I'm joined by 12 News sports reporter Kirsten Cecil. Kirsten, what's going on? Not much. Thanks for joining me, taking time out of your busy schedule. I mean, training camp is on, right? You cover the Cardinals also? I know, yeah. It's crazy. The Suns playoff run seems like it was uh, ages ago because we're already turning our attention to the NFL season and training camp and preparing for, my goodness, already preseason games. Yeah, as you mentioned, the Suns have made a remarkable run to the NBA Finals. I mean, they got us to a 2-0 start, and then, I don't know, Milwaukee just came back and won 4-3. I mean, they they got a lot of experience from this from this from the NBA Finals, though. Yeah, they got you know a ton of experience. The the whole entire um, city here has been reignited um you know we have always called <clears throat> phoenix a son's town um but the, the few years that i've been back and in, in covering sports here in this city there right. there's really no sign of that and so um once again this this town is now as uh, you know on fire for the phoenix suns and there's um there's a passion here that i have not seen um in in any amount of time that i've that i've spent here um so, so that's a good thing. Um, I think that they, you know, discovered some weaknesses that they had, um, and Giannis Antetokounmpo and the potential that he has, um, he just was was unstoppable um, in, in their run as well. So, you know, it's a great thing for the Suns, you know, to have gotten as far as they did uh, at right. the beginning of the season. They far exceeded expectations that have been placed on them. So. Um, you know, still a, a lot to be able to take um, out of what they were able to accomplish. Right. Yeah, and um, they sort of free agency on the right note. I mean, Chris Paul resigned. I believe he's going to resign anyway because that's his best chance. I mean, they, they have, he has a great core around him with Devin Booker and DeAndre. And I think they're going to make some more noise next season. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I, I was talking to a lot of people, and for whatever reason, and I don't know where the information <clears throat> was coming from, but a lot of people really were sold on Chris Paul leaving for the Lakers. Of course, when they signed Westbrook, it was, oh, I, yeah, I, you, I knew he was never going to leave. I was like, I expect it. <laughs> a lot of you thought he really was going to leave, but not only does he have a great core around him, and in my opinion, it. it just a great opportunity to try and run it back next year. Um, I just couldn't see him leaving for just a, just for like a legacy sake, right? Like you don't want to leave. And the only the only other logical semi logical uh, you know other option was to to join LeBron, you know one of his one of his guys in LA, something that everyone said he wanted to do. Uh, but you don't want to be. I just felt like like. In my opinion, Chris wanted to, to stay with the Suns and not join be one of the, the super team guys, and, and that's how he finished out his career. So I'm not surprised that he was able to get a deal done with Phoenix, and um, the way that you know the way it's structured, it allowed the Suns to also resign campaign, and, and that to me was um, just as big of a deal uh, of, of being able to keep this core group together and. Um, you know, also bring in a guy in uh, JaVale McGee to, to, to help Gary at the center position. And, um, you know, I think James Jones was able to knock it out of the park. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, campaign was very influential to the team <laughs> in a playoff run. Just to think, he was out of the league a couple of years ago. I mean, he came back and proved he, he took a spot. 
people can't see this and that. You love to see it. And people, sometimes people forget that these guys are humans. And, you know, honestly, just, just have some time um, that I was able to spend with his parents. And, you know, it's really what it is for him. Like, you know, the talent is there, but it was about fit. It was about, you know, he had such a, a struggle trying to land with, a, with the NBA team. And like you mentioned, he spent the time out of the league. He just needed the right coaches to believe in him and the uh, the guys around him that were going to support him. And it just, I think for campaign, the environment for him, um, just because of what he went through to get to this point, was really what allowed him to excel this year. And he's a great story. He was, I mean, the Suns would not have made it to the finals without him. With Chris Paul out, he stepped up. And, you know, he you know he played a big role this year in getting them to the finals. Definitely. Also, the job Monty Williams has done with this team is phenomenal. I mean, Monty Williams thinks highly of the whole team, especially Chris Paul. He highly Chris Paul all the time. I mean, when it's said Chris Paul doesn't get enough credit for being the floor general that he is, and Sydney's going to need that experience from him, especially next year. Yeah, and, you know, on the flip side, I don't know. I think maybe now Monty Williams gets the credit, but without Monty and without Devin Booker, um, you know, he was the big reason that Chris Paul just had to come to Phoenix. But um, without the right coach at the helm of it all, I don't know that any of it would have worked out. And so um, I'm going to, you know, go another step forward and, um, you know, say I'm going to give credit to James Jones for that. Um, but, yeah, without Monty uh, allowing the players to be themselves, um, you know, cultivating an environment and a culture that Chris Paul wanted to come to, right. that um, all the players were, were able to kind of, the best version of themselves without Monty trying to force anything and allowing Chris Paul to coach up and, um, you know, not saying it's my job. And, and so everything was able to work out because of Monty in the way that he approaches his role. Definitely. And I love that this of you just talked about Javel McGee that adds someone behind on, on DeAndre Ayton so he can get some arrest in case he gets in foul trouble. So he got to work on one next season because <laughs> he got in foul trouble a couple times during the NBA Finals. I know, and and hopefully, you know, Aiton made tremendous strides this year. I I think, and I I think he's going to have a bad taste in his mouth with the way that it all ended, and right. I think most people are going to kind of just – that's what they're going to remember is the way that it all right. ended, which wasn't great for him. But he exceeded expectations this year, especially at the beginning of the playoffs. And um, I hope that he makes, uh, you know, more strides next year, and I believe that he will. Um, but I think he can also benefit not only from, you know, having a, a veteran, uh, you know, at that um at that position to just, you know, help give him a break, you know, if he does get in foul trouble or when he does need a breather, but also to to be a mentor. And I think JaVale can – I think he can learn from JaVale's um, game. And, you know, some people were saying, okay, well, $5 million is is too much for that guy. But at the same time, the dude has three rings. Like, he, he can teach DeAndre Ayton something. And we all know right now – um, you know, Aiton is still very much learning and developing into 
uh, the player that, um, you know, he could potentially become. He's a young guy, very impressionable. Um, Chris Paul's had an effect on on him just in terms of leadership and showing him how to how to take care of your body, how to show up every day, you know, how to put in the extra work, how to watch film. Um, and I think just having a guy like JaVale, um, you know, to be there at that position is, is also going to help him. Definitely. And I'm, I'm, I, love, I love what JaVale's going to bring to the second unit <laughs> of athleticism and also defense. Absolutely. And you can never have uh, enough defense. So he's a physical guy. He's, he's an old school uh, uh Type of type of guy in terms of the way that he plays the game, and um, yeah, I, I think it's a great fit. I think the, the Phoenix Suns are are going to be a better team next year. Yeah, it's a good thing they can bring everyone together. They can build more chemistry from the strong one they had because the Western Conference is only getting stronger. Everyone is rebuilding and switching teams and everything. So the West, especially with the Lakers, what they're doing, I mean, Phoenix has the world cut out for them this season. I believe they can do it though. I think they can do it, and the one guy that we didn't that we we didn't touch on that is really important that's going to be uh, that you know that I think was uh, essential to the team getting as far as they did this year, and he is going to stick with the team next year as well is Jay Crowder. Um, he so. what Chris Paul and Devin Booker called him up. It was funny because I um, I asked him about you know I talked to him when he first got to the team, and he was basically saying, like, you know, I have faith in this team that, you know, we're going to be, a, you know, a, a deep playoff team, a championship contender, and this was before anything even started. And I was like, right. okay, okay. So then I asked about, like, hey, you know, you're, you're see, you know, in, in the middle of the playoff run, you're seeing this all unfold. Uh, what's it been like for you? And he was like, I look like a genius, don't I? Uh, well, I was talking to his dad, and I, and I brought that up, and he was like, is he the genius? Or is Chris Paul and Devin Booker, uh, are they geniuses? Because they're the ones that personally called Jay and said, we think you are the missing link to this team. And that was a story that I had not heard before. But he was handpicked by Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and they were able to um, convince him to sign with the Phoenix Suns. And, um, you know, I like to call him the enforcer, and he really was <laughs> that type of guy in the playoff run, and he was an essential guy. Um, so, so yeah, if you look at, at the pieces that the Suns are bringing back, the, the pieces that they've added, um, you know, they're going to be a better team. And uh, you mentioned the Lakers. I don't know. I am not 100% sold on – all of their moves working out for them, I think it's intriguing. I think they yeah. certainly have the star power in their top three guys. Right. Um, that's like, whoa. But I don't, I don't know if that's a championship team. I don't know how it's going to work out. And, and obviously with the, 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 the age of uh, – the average age of their, yeah. their players now, I think people are making a lot of jokes about it. I don't know. Right. Maybe – Maybe they will run out of gas in the, when it comes to trying to make a playoff run. I don't know. They're all they're all NBA players um, at this day and age. You know, guys know how to take care of their bodies, et cetera. But um, what they've done is the most intriguing uh, thing this uh, off season. Yeah, one thing Phoenix does have over does have over the Lakers are is youth. I mean, the um, Suns are a team full of young guns, and the Lakers are average age of thirty two years old. I mean, you can't run the Lakers out of the gym, like you said. You're NBA players, but I mean, the game is so fast-paced. They're gonna need they're gonna need breathers, and you bring in different yeah. players. 
and even if they're top, the Lakers are top heavy regardless of what you say. I mean, if and if um, LeBron health, LeBron isn't healthy, or Anthony Davis isn't healthy again, they're gonna be in the same position regardless who they picked up. I keep saying Anthony Davis is the biggest key to that team regardless of what acquisition they make this year. He's a piece. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, and he has to stay healthy. And I think yes. right now people are trying to find like what the Suns were able to. What the Suns did was, hey, we're a young team. This could be a detriment. We're going to bring in veterans like Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, um, yeah. and then now, you know, in this offseason, we're going to bring in a guy like Javale McGee. Um, right. So we're we're young, and that's not a good thing. So we're going to bring in some veteran presence. Uh, but where's the where's the line where we're we still want to be young enough, but also have veteran, you know? So it's it's all just sort of like an age game at this point. I feel like it's like you you go you have too many guys over the age of you know in their thirties, and then it's right. then you're old. But you know, so it, it's just it's it's an age game right now. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you you were essentially close to the team. You interviewed a lot of players with a whole team. Let um, me talk about the chemistry that they have built with each other. Absolutely. Um, the chemistry is incredible. And I, I've talked with everybody from many of the players to many of their parents to the coaches to the team right. chaplain to, you know, a lot of people around the organization. And this, the chemistry that they have and the respect which is, you know, probably the most important thing is they like each other, but they respect each other. So there's nothing that can happen on the court or in practice, et cetera, that's going to sort of, you know, break that bond. Um, right. And, you know, from, again, from the players to Monty Williams um, and beyond, it, this team, they loved each other and they worked so well together and that's one of the, the – another – you know, yes, very talented team, right. um, but without the chemistry that they have, again, that's another thing. They would have never been able to make it to the finals or, or, or have the success that they had this last year uh, without them all just liking being around each other and respecting each other. Right. Um, talk about the six man that the fans are in Phoenix, because that they're, they're stadium be rocking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> – okay, <laughs> I have been at what is now Footprint Center, uh, which is still a little weird for me to say. Um, right. But the the Suns Arena, I, I have been there when there were like what seemed like 50 fans in attendance, and right. it was not fun. And right. um, again, I, I, I'm, although this town has always been a Suns town at its core, they right. went through a rough stretch. And to see the city rally behind the Suns the way that they did, it was right. like you would think every home game I went to, it was like you would think that I have gotten used to it by now. Right. But, man, it was somehow they brought another level and then another level and then another level. The city was on absolute fire, and that arena was rocking all yes. playoffs long, and so um, it, it would be incredible to see, um, you know, the Suns, this is just, just the beginning um, of, you know, a, a long tenure of success um, because the city loves it. They soaked up every moment of it. Right. Yes, as I mentioned when we began the interview, you're kind of busy over there right now. How is the Kirby um, Cardinals locker room? How's the experience with that? 
Um, it's been great. Uh, it's great to be able to, you know, and that's something that we, we, even though we were able to, you know, cover the Suns, we still were not um, able to have the kind of access um that we you know we couldn't you know get on the core we you know towards the towards the end we were able to um you know ask some questions right. in person but it's it's great because getting to be out at practices and getting to talk to players and coaches every right. day you feel like okay like things are somewhat getting back to normal and also like you have that connection with the team again. And so right. it's been great getting to uh, talk with some of the guys. It seems like a lot of them are excited to not be on Zooms anymore and things like that. So, yes. um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone's always excited, right? It's a, you know, training camp, we're back. Everybody's gotten, you know, nobody's lost yet. Nobody, you know, everything, spirits are always high. So it's been, it's right. been really fun. Uh, okay, you're also a nutri- nutrition coach also. Um, how's it getting into that? Yeah, so I um so I I haven't been doing it um for a little while now. I've had to sort of okay. stop that because my schedule has just been you can imagine. Yes, yeah, understandable. <laughs> totally understand. Uh, yeah, and so I've had to somewhat put that aside. Um but okay. I it's one of my other passions and I've always sort of believed in, um, you know, my, my sports job will come first, but, um, that, you know, you don't always just have to do one thing and one thing with your life. If you have other passions, it's okay to explore them. And so health, wellness, nutrition, um, and specifically holistic nutrition, um, is always been something that I have been super passionate about. And so, uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what, I I think I want to get certified and um, try and help people. And, you know, as much as we, you know, people don't think of my job necessarily as um, making an impact um, between, you know, storytelling and um, all the other things that I do, um, right. I feel like I am, a you know, of service to a community. Um, and so I, that's, that's kind of what, my values are at my core, and so this was another way um, to be of service to others, and um, it's something that I'm super passionate about. Um, unfortunately, my uh, you know sports broadcasting job is has just been extremely demanding, so I've had to step, step away from that. But I am uh, certified in it, and um, I'm sure at some point I'll I'll get back into it. <laughs> hey, I'm sure you will. That's great. You don't limit yourself. We'll go after all you, everything you want to do. Go after it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you people, you. <laughs> yeah, people think they've got to, like, go to school for one thing and then whatever that one thing is that they start doing, like, you know, yeah. you just got to keep staying. And I'm like, you know what, sometimes it's, it's it's good to have other passions and do other things, and, you know, it's I, that to me excites me. Definitely. Cheerson, thank you for your time. You've got a busy day ahead. Thank you so much for joining me. you got to do this again in the future. Thanks, John. It was uh, good talking with you. So talk to you soon. The rest of the day. Okay. Yes, that was Hub News reporter Cheerson Sussel. Thanks for joining me. Catch you next time.